Yes. Maybe Lizzo like said no. Like I'm, I'm not. I don't know. She, I don't know. She's like no. I have the power of James Madison's flute now. Like you can't stop me. And they're like no, no, Lizzo. We, oh we control this off. You are not in control. And, like there's some kind of power struggle. I still feel like at the top, these celebrities are massive. Right? We're talking about this got Gaga recently. Like so you better get ready to rock, my friend. You see, we got some news that you can use and offer that you can't refuse. We're giving up, honey, and you got to come because you're the one. And you'll rock as good as anyone else. So come on, go do it. Put your body in. If the feeling is good, you might as well do it. Sing it, makes no sense. I just stand in the rain. I just boogie to the beat of the fuck you sound. You don't rock with us, you won't have a ball. And we might as well didn't rock at all. You see, we can't rock if you don't have fun. Because you're the one that's number one. Now raise your hand. Welcome everybody to uh, the Zooted ThinkPad Posse. Um, you know, it's it's us again, but we have a very very special special guest coming in. Mm-hmm. Our first guest of all time of, of the entire time we've been doing this. So I'm a huge fan. I'm a loyal listener, and I just have to say that no one can imitate you. No <laughs> one can copy you. What you do is unique, and no one else does it. I would like to welcome to the show DJ Poolhouse. That man, that was so touching and flattering. Like I can't believe it. Like that was awesome. I am so thrilled to be here and on the program. Thank you so much. It's uh, truly a privilege to be your first guest. I love this. Thank, Thank you, you for, for coming. Thank you for being on. here. No, I'm excited. No, you too. I was just telling you beforehand. I just feel like I've already been kind of parasocially absorbing my way into your world. Your show is so like chill and natural, and now it's like I, I manifested it here. <laughs> Hell yeah, I love it. That's hey, that that's how we feel. Hey, we made it. Right? Happen. We've been trying because we've even. Yeah. No, go ahead. I'm just having some. Well, I don't know if you guys are bevving right now, but I am bevving currently. But I love the the vibe of just chatting with friends and having a couple of drinks and hanging out for sure absolutely for yeah sure. now i've got the the taka vodka uh with the mountain dew <laughs> nice okay yeah. i'm not a combination i'm familiar with but i i approve i love like a, a, a maybe a ridiculous i would say combination but i go for it so i i fuck with that for sure i'm actually just drinking it's like just... coca-cola <laughs> but i will i it's a little early on the west coast maybe I'm, you know it's uh yeah. but that I, is true okay. is i've got my vape pen here we're still chilling don't worry <laughs> oh, yeah. no i've got i got my general snooze so you know the- we really want that we really want that um that ad we want to sponsor we want this new sponsor wait is that like that you no no (laughs) what is it so it's like like i'm sure you've seen like the zins and all those like nicotine pouches for sure okay yes yes so this is the original this is the swedish like tobacco pouch it's not dip because you know like down here dip is really popular it's not that you don't have to keep spitting all the time. You just leave Ooh. it up in your upper lip, just coast for an hour. 
The kids wow. apparently are really into it these days. When I was working, there was an intern that was like 18 years old. I was like, you want this? I'd never seen it before. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, technology is so amazing. I need more nicotine <laughs> options. Oh, I yeah. love that. Actually, you know, I, I'm not as familiar with like the nicotine subcultures, I guess I'll say, but I feel like nicotine, it is like making a huge comeback. Everyone's, uh, it's the super stimulant, right? So maybe yeah. this is my gateway in. I kind of like, uh, I, I'm willing to try it. If you guys get that endorsement let me know ship up some uh, products we'll do <laughs> <laughs> trust me i will <laughs> perfect perfect all right so i just want to just give you the floor tell us who you are tell us what you're about I, I i know that you basically started your your media empire off of creating a zine that's kind of what I'm familiar with, with that background of your show. That's true. Yeah, that man, that's true. Yeah, so I started uh, like a zine when I was like a club kid, like a million years ago. We'll say at the turn of the century, I was uh, just handing out in clubs. Um, and maybe, yeah, it was in this timeline, that's what I did, right? But I maybe along the way kind of uncovered the, the secrets of the universe, like let's just say, uh, in the process and kind of like uncovered a few different timelines. There's a whole lot going on with that, but basically I've uh, manifested myself on like two timelines on Twitter right now. So you can find me, you know, around, you know, DJ Poolhouse. You can find me at Nuganhand Vivo. It's complicated. And through that kind of process of, yeah, self-discovery and time travel, I kind of uncovered this podcast. I was kind of called to do it, really. And it was really uh, an honor for the heavens to kind of reach out and say, hey, will you, you know, do our heavenly, you know, sponsored podcast? And I said... Yes. And so I went forward with it, that man, and I think it's right for you to call it an empire because it is about kind of bringing together a vibe of things that are just outside the normal kind of parameters that we're kind of stuck with a lot. We're stuck with these fake choices, and I don't think they're right. And it's about just kind of finding a new space. And I feel like, you know, ZTP, maybe it, you know, it feels like it's part of that space. So it feels like it's all part of a, a journey, you know, not necessarily like the destination. <laughs> all right. I like that. I like that a lot. And so just to, to let everybody know, we want to go ahead and plug the show. So the mm. official full name is Here Comes the Backlash. Here Comes the Backlash, two Ks. It's That's a whole other story, but yeah, it's got to. It sounds scary. <laughs> it was just, there was a, language is a virus. There was a mutation like in the language lab one day. And so we have a Backlash with two Ks, <laughs> backlash.org. You can find all the links there, like hi pi promo, promo. I really don't even like oh, doing yeah. all that stuff, but it's really helpful. Like, yeah, come come check it out. I'll link to, of course, ZDP from there. It's just meant to be like, like a landing page, you know, for, for all the homies and their, and their stuff. Hell yeah. And obviously, we're going to put all the links down in the description and everything. So everybody will be able to, to, to plug in, tap in. You could call me the wrong name and like not link anything. And I will still have like a totally good time. I'm like, so like, I don't hate all the promo stuff. So I appreciate the floor, though. So that kind of brings me around to another question. So obviously, there's a, a frequent guest that you've had on who talks about the take sellers. Ooh. Um, and so I've got kind of a question that relates to that a little bit because, okay. you know, Cam, we've talked about this a little bit. You know, I'm <laughs> so I'm mixed in. I, I've been basically sponging off of what people like you, Pool House, and, and people within the, the circle have been talking about. I've been learning things. I've been kind of commiserating, you know, like in a passive way because I've, you know, so much has happened in the last few years hmm. that has just totally like I... <laughs> I'm just, I'm the same dude, but I feel like yeah. everybody else in like the position of what once what, like, like you said, like the word viruses, the viruses have infected the words, the viruses have infected the ideas. So like, 
Mm. Uh, take sellers like what is that <laughs> <laughs> well take seller so yeah okay so take seller comes from uh, a user formerly known as like neobacterian basil uh you can find him from my, my website i guess as well he's a bit controversial for sure in these spaces but he coined he's coined a lot of things i will say he's very influential despite his uh, maybe reputation as a firebrand uh he said take sellers once to me and he kind of used it as shorthand to categorize, I guess, anyone who's like out there just plugging something. Uh, I don't know, his definition might be different than mine. His is pretty strict. Like if you are selling your ideas, you know, like a, a Substack and collecting money in some kind of way, you're, you're a take seller, right? And um, I, I kind of disagree with that a little bit. I think take seller is more like you're on the take of something a little bit bigger. You're taking, you're part of an ideology. You're adherent to some kind of bigger thing. And maybe often not like saying that that's what you're part of. Maybe it's signaling that you're not part of that thing, but still kind of at the end of the day, bringing people back to that big thing, right? And so yeah. take sellers are kind of the ambassadors. They're like the, uh, the citizens, sometimes journalists, quote unquote, foot soldiers in this like huge information war that we're all embroiled in, whether we like know it or not. It sounds like your friend's definition of it is a grifter. Grifter's a way, yeah, no, I think that's fair. You know, the original definition of grifter is kind of like um, someone selling something that's fake. Like the real true definition in my mind, it's been stretched uh, to be like, a, it's really been stretched to be kind of like anybody who's like, I disagree with that makes money kind of is really what the meaning is, oh, I feel like okay. now, you know? But like really a, a snake oil salesman, quote unquote, those are kind of the same ideas. Like a grifter would be someone's like, uh, pushing something and they're not really going to deliver, like a fraud, I feel like. It, it could mean that, like, it's used a lot more broadly, though, you know, for sure now. But I think take sellers a little bit more specific to media markets and kind of these, um, quote-unquote, like, counter-narrative spaces. There's all this stuff outside the mainstream media, and it kind of positions itself as being, uh, you know, not like the mainstream, but in many ways it economically operates in the very exact same way, often with the same direct ties back to that <laughs> mainstream model. Okay, makes sense to me. And so kind of like on, on the same realm, we are not going to stick with this stuff forever because I want, I, we need yeah. to get to the gossip stuff. No, we for sure, yeah. And obviously we have a mission and a project that we are actually going to embark on. Ooh. Like that is the, that's the meat of this episode. So mm -hmm, we will get mm -hmm, to that. Mm -hmm. I just, it, while, while we've got you here, I just want to flesh these ideas out. <laughs> I know, I appreciate it. Tell me to shut up anytime too, for oh. sure, for real. Like I'm not even joking, like. <laughs> No, just yeah, like, no, you're you, totally fine. You Not, me. <laughs> I mean, you, you've heard some of our stuff. Both of us are talkers, too. Like, anytime someone wants to speak, they'll speak. Okay. <laughs> I, am, I am bubbling with music gossip right now. I am like, Ooh, I'm like, I'm, I want to get there. I mean, we've got so much going on right now. I think, like, the whole situation with Doja Cat and, like, everybody just being mm. really emo about the fact that she told her fans to fuck off. And then people are turning it into, like, she's actually a part of the Illuminati. Like, it always comes back yeah. to the Illuminati. <laughs> I just think it's like, oh, God, there's just so much right now. But... Pablo, we, did well, you have any? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, I'll sprinkle all these ideas I have in through all the uh, music gossip that we want to talk about, so we don't need to dwell oh, on anything. Yeah. I'm actually curious. Like, I missed exactly what happened when Doja Cat um, kind of like she told off her fans. Like, what exactly happened there? So, oh God, there was a couple. Okay, there's a handful of instances. It was all on Twitter, classically, as you know. But um, 
her fans wanted to like self-identify you know how like fan bases will give themselves a name or they will be given a name by whatever artist like the beehive for beyonce that kind of thing sure. and like her fans wanted to start calling themselves kittens because like doji cat you know and she was basically just like that's corny like don't call yourself shit i don't like that and i'm obviously like very heavily paraphrasing but that was the gist of it and like her fans were just like you don't appreciate us we're the reason why you're famous kind of thing and she was just like you don't have don't I don't like. I don't know you. Like they were just like they're like they were wanting a sense of like appreciation and love from her, and she was just mm-hmm. like, I do not know you. And now people are digging up shit from years ago, basically equating her to an incel because she spent. <laughs> this is honestly, this could be its all its own thing because like she has a history of hanging out on 4chan. As some of us do, I'm not going to like rag on well, but, her for but that. But we all, we don't all sell, s- send incels like pictures of our feet. <laughs> so that's the problem. Yeah. So that's kind of the problem. <laughs> now, now I, I, I wanted to interject really quickly because there's a key point that I think is important here. Is they the fan? So the fans were telling her like, yeah, we love you, we love you, and she said basically like, fuck you, I don't know you, like <laughs> I don't owe you anything. That was kind of the, the big thing that I saw was she was just telling them like not only do is it stupid to come up with the name the stand name, but I don't know you get out of my life, because I think it was like her boyfriend's ugly or something and people were shitting on the boyfriend. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but apparently he had like grooming allegations on him. Also, I heard the term like far right like thrown around. I don't know the details about this man because I I don't really care about him, but. Apparently he's a groomer and also a Nazi, so there's that. Many such cases. <laughs> I feel like, well, like Doja Cat, I am familiar with the original incel allegations, actually, uh, with the feet pics and the chat, which I actually thought those were kind of blown out of proportion, to be honest. It wasn't clear to me those were actually far-right incel. I think in that instance, there was like a trans person and like an Asian person. Like the people in that chat did not strike me. But then again, as you mentioned, like far-right, like that kind of gets thrown around a lot just when, again, somebody you just want to take down. Um, I did see Charlie XCX's uh, tweet about Doja Cat being like really grumpy lately or something. It was really funny and that makes a lot more sense now in this context. I don't know. This is like her though. She got famous by basically being a troll and basically being She was memeing people the whole time. Like the whole Mm -hmm. like when I remember it was like 20, I don't even remember what time, but when it was just like her just that like bitch on my cow shit like that was just like, Mm -hmm. I feel like she is never masqueraded as anything but like somebody who is a troll who is also trying to get a bag you know at the same Mm -hmm. time so Mm -hmm. i don't know like i kind of get why her fans are like emo about it because there's that whole like a whole can of worms with the parasocial relationship between like a-list celebrities and their fan bases but like there isn't like Mm -hmm. A guidebook for how you should act when you like surpass your like that level of fame so i don't i don't know 
I don't know, maybe Doja Cat's writing the guidebook right now as we speak <laughs> like in real time. Because she is kind of like an anti-star in a way. Like, to me, she's kind of like this new version of celebrity, which is like, uh, yeah, memeified. Like, she's like, there's not a big difference between her and, like, Bad Baby or whatever, really, except for, like, her songs are better, right? Like, I don't know. And are they even? I don't know. My bone to pick with Doja Cat is, like, I think her songs mostly suck. She had that one good yeah. disco one. We needed more of that. And, like, I don't know. Like, I need more of that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What do you think of this new song? Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was curious, what do you think of, like, the new song? Because I did see the music video for that. I'm familiar with her her new track. I think (laughs) fear-mongering is just always going to be a thing. It's like the second anybody even just, like, so much as, like, hints at a hellscape or, like, devil-ish, like, symbolism in their Mm -hmm, music mm -hmm. video, everybody immediately jumps to the extreme it's not surprising because there are people that genuinely like are just like no you know i christianity exists so but like i don't know it's just like the to jump from that to the it's i don't know i just think that the song itself is fine no, I haven't heard I don't this think it song. was interesting enough to, like, warrant <laughs> the conversation it has, though. That's fair. <laughs> I haven't heard this song. I haven't seen the video. What's going on with this song? I think it's lazy, honestly. I think the okay. song's lazy. It's, it uses a walk-on-by sample, the 50 millionth walk-on-by, as a case sample. Not even that great. It's low energy. It's, like, a, it's paint the town red. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think of this song, Camille? My personal conspiracy theory is the only reason why they even made the music video be like satanic themed shit is to get people to talk about it because I don't think that it could have had that on its own because I agree with you. It was just like, it was a dud to me. I, I don't think it was like a bad song. I just don't think it was something that I would, like, go out of my way to listen to, you know? She has, like, Mm -hmm. a really great voice, and she has, like, a very good um, presence when she's performing and stuff. Um, So, it's, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of, like, any other, like, very talented artist who just has some songs that just exist, and I'm like, (laughs) yeah, that, that, yep, that's, that happened. (laughs) That happened, that happened. I feel like, I hear you, I think she is trolling, I think you're totally right, it's very cynical to do this, it's very common now too, right, like the Sam Smith thing kicked it off, (laughs) I'm seeing, I think this new, like, there's a new Camila Cabello song I just saw that was like, really like, the same kind of thing, but I guess where I differ is that I think, regardless of her intent, those images to me are like, I watched this video, and there's, um, she's, uh, it's called Paint the Town Red, which is, uh, I don't know, There's it goes back to, that's actually, if you look back, the origin of that comes from Dante's Inferno. He talks about the devil painting, uh, the world red, essentially, and that's where the, this idea of like going out and having, you know, revelry or whatever, this expression, Paint the Town Red, originally comes from, the, the uh, I think it's death, isn't it? There's a guy with like a scythe or whatever. It's, it's a lot, she's eating like flesh at one point, so it's very like leaning in heavy to this. I guess what I would say is that like, Regardless of her intent, sometimes these things, matching these like uh, rituals, like images and sound and kind of like invoking the symbology, maybe it's crazy of me, this may sound schizo or whatever, but I think that the whole intent of art, where art really comes from in performance is religious, it's ceremonial kind of, and it's about channeling like yeah. these forces, and so she might be fucking with things she doesn't even understand, I guess, is what I'll say to, to be succinct, and I think it's kind of interesting to me to think about. And that's kind of like... 
I, again, I haven't seen the video. I haven't heard the song. I don't know anything mm -hmm. about this. I'm just going off of every single time there's like a satanic scare <laughs> in mm -hmm. pop music mm -hmm. in the last few years. Like when I, when I do expose myself to this stuff, I feel tweaked. Like my mom always, so my mom's like a real like new age Gen Xer type. She's like really into like vibes, but like she's also like on the conspiracy shit. So like she think like, and again, she's convinced me at this point between seeing things and then just hearing her, I'm convinced that the FEMA camps will be in Walmart. Like I, I was laughing at her before, but I'm with it. Oh and so God. like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I think your mom sounds cool and she might be right listen to her. Yeah, that's what i'm saying yeah. but so she always talks about like feeling something in her solar plexus that's her oh, that's always yeah. her thing for like when the vibes are just fucked up yeah. and she knows it's fucked up and so i remember when uh when cardi b came out with that song money do you guys remember that song in the video it's one of the ones that happened it's forgettable <laughs> yeah it's forgettable but the video was very like it was just very, it was playing with this kind of like satanic imagery okay. and like ritualistic scenes and things like that. And like, like you guys have said, like, I don't believe that these people sincerely have like studied this stuff or that they are actually trying to manifest something. But I do believe that they have been told this is how you market your shit. And who's telling them that? But the people that are like running the labels, the people that are like the money backers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're mm -hmm. right. You know, and like, and like, I when I was watching this video, it like it, it fucked with my solar plexus. I was like, ew, this doesn't feel right. And the time, the the point where I really was just like, fuck this. I saw a video. It was on like I don't know, like Instagram or Facebook or no, I don't think I was on there anymore. But it was on somewhere on social media. And they it was like a mom filming her her daughter, like like little kid, maybe like eight or nine years old, singing this song, talking about how it's all about the money. All I care about is the money. And it was just again, it's like like what is what is what is the devil other than just like worshiping death, worshiping like the lack of growth, the lack of life, you know? And so I don't know. Like you said, I, I, I think that it is satanic, even if they don't know it is. <laughs> but I don't know. that. That's what I have to say about the Doja Cat song. <laughs> We're a Christian podcast now. I just... <laughs> no, I, I'm, I, I told you, this is a Islamo-Christian podcast. <laughs> I am not even Christian, per se. Like, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm outside that system. Let's just put it that way, I guess, maybe. But I am very spiritually minded. And yeah, I think... Um, I'm not even going to say Doja Cat isn't. I, I'm willing to believe... I know, I'm willing to believe a, lot, a wide degree of things, I guess. You know, there, there's room for a lot of this stuff. But I think just discounting it, because what you just described is perfect. Like, the child... I, we can laugh about this song. It's fine. We're, like, adults or whatever, and it's pop music. Yeah. It's not that important to us, really. But the fact that it is so ingrained in culture, and it does have this, like, downstream effect is really very real. And that's, like, what I will call, like, like cultural Satanism sometimes, because it has this, like, corrosive kind of, like, quality. And it does, like, children... That's every song on the radio. I have, I have nieces and nephews, and, it's like, I listen to the radio with them and thought about music in such a different way, you know? And it's, like, every songs about your body and like money really <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's kind of it's kind of sickening to me and, and again hey i like this stuff we'll i still see, will listen, like absolutely. yeah i mean with, with, with some of the music these, that i put in my list like these are like hey, long-standing <laughs> issues too like yeah. the the concept mm -hmm. of like music being just about sex and money and stuff like that like it 
you know, like the same, I can remember distinctly being a kid and seeing stuff on the news about that kind of shit, like in 2004, you know, so it's like, Mm -hmm. it's dangling around there. I I do Mm -hmm. think that it's gotten worse. Well, now it's about female empowerment. Well, that's what they say. (laughs) That's the spell they're trying to cast on us to get away with it. (laughs) I feel like with the capitalism gods, they just want to, like, take whatever they think is going to just make the most amount of money. It's always going to surround Mm. sex and money, but it's going to be twisted and warped into something that is profitable, which is, like, really fucking funny because it's, Mm -hmm. like, you're making everything bad. But aren't those, like, the two elements that you can use to control, like, either gender? Like, you use money in, like, the pursuit of success to control the men, and you use the body to control women, and then you use both of them to swap, basically, to control the other. <laughs> well, That's- yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of contradictions. That's part of what you're kind of just both describing, and like, uh, selling things, but also embedding it with, like, the kind of, like, empowerment versus, like, uh, the whore virgin kind of almost complex. Is it empowerment, or is it, like, a sex slavery? Is it satanic, or is it cynical? You know, there's all these yeah. embedded contradictions that kind of keep the whole... Those are the real things that kind of keep the static electricity of, like, the whole thing churning, in a sense, you know? I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I'm wondering if we don't do we have anything else on this one? Because I'm 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 begging to get into the next celeb. (laughs) All right. So what do you all think about the Lizzo situation? (laughs) (laughs) Now, Pull House. Let me clear my schedule. (laughs) Because I I saw your your retweet of somebody. uh, I think it was Basil who said like, "Don't drop her." (laughs) (laughs) It was like the label's about to drop Lizzo. Please don't drop her. (laughs) Let her down gently. (laughs) (laughs) Basil made that joke, and I did laugh, and I retweeted it. Yes, it was funny. Oh wait! In in case you delete later, we can we can. Oh no! We'll never delete that out. I never never do. But I'll say this: it's kind of funny because I feel like the New York Post headline was written in the way for someone. It was set up to set up that tweet for me to retweet. The whole I played right into the entire like like machine, you know. Yeah. Hey, sometimes we just can't avoid it. Sometimes it's just too. It's too good. I'm a basil disciple. If you take away anything from this podcast, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, wait, I don't know. Lizzo, wait, what do you guys, yeah, what, what do you think is going on? I think Lizzo's in trouble. I feel like Lizzo's in trouble with the Illuminati, and there's something very, she said no to something very, like, she says, I, well, I hear, you want to know my hot take? But I think she said no. I think she wanted to lose weight, and they said no. That's really my theory. I'm not kidding. I think she, like, I think she was, like, starting to signal that. I started to, like, there were articles recently where she was signaling that, and I think they were like, no, this is your brand. You, this, I mean, the way that the industry controls artists, like, they treat them as absolute property, and so like, it would not surprise Their body me. is the property of the exactly. industry. They, yeah. Exactly. Of their the corp- their corporation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my take. It's a little crazy. <laughs> Uh, I, mm, I mean, to be fair, I will say I do think that there, mm, I didn't really think about it in that context, but there could be yeah. something to that because Beyonce, do you remember the thing where it was like she, there was like that one song she had where she, was it a song? I don't fucking remember. I don't really pay attention to Beyonce, but she had this thing where she was like listing all of these like people and then like intentionally did not name Lizzo and everybody was like, Yes. Going around yeah. and being like, oh, okay. is there Beyonce and Lizzo drama? And now huh. I'm like, what if it's because huh. of that, though? Because Beyonce is, like, upper echelon. Like, mm-hmm, the highest sure. of tiers, you know? 
Yeah, Beyonce is probably like in the in the Masonic order of like the music industry. She's probably like level 30, 30. <laughs> I don't think she's up there, but like she's pretty close. Does that make well, sense? Well, Jay Z, I mean, she's Jay Z seems quite. I, he's always kind of telegraphed a lot of this. Uh, yeah. Like Masonic imagery, I guess, like uh, like you, Kabbalah type imagery. Like he really has leaned into that, and it was kind of the forefront. All these conspiracy theories started around that. It was like I would say it was like two thousand. 10 or 11 the song like run this town i think it was like his track with rihanna and that video had a lot of like crazy imagery and i feel like that really kick-started a lot of like the the really kind of like like popular kind of conspiracy that you start to see nowadays yeah. with that stuff what if we're the clowns and like the parents from like the 1900s that were telling their kids if they like turn records backwards it'll say some devil shit at them like what if they were right and we were just <laughs> yeah. laughing at them this whole time <laughs> no they were I, I think yeah. they're right. There's something think, weird going yeah. on. <laughs> I'll say this, like whether how intentional it, it would be, it, I guess, you know, whatever. But like there is something to like sound properties. Sound is pretty powerful. It's uh, a yeah. it's the force of all nature. It starts with like sound waves, really. But I don't know. I think sometimes what's hard is it's like, what's the intent behind it? And that's a really hard thing for people to get their head around. And I sometimes wonder if it could be like almost an unconscious force where it's almost like uh, like animalist. It's like, in a, I don't know how to describe it, but like an animal instinct or kind of like a tribal instinct of a marker of the times almost where people are drawn to something or like an unconscious influence from beyond even who knows i don't know those are kind of like my wilder theories that are more plausible i guess to get people really skits out <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm with it i'm with it i mean because it th there is a com there's a, a common current like i've oh, mm -hmm. i've been mm -hmm. dealing with some bullshit with i finally completed this project so camille i think i told you about my project trying to get my sound system in my car right yep so i've been working on getting so i installed a subwoofer it's a small one I'm not rattling the block like it's just a small, you know, 12 inch, but I've got a subwoofer that I installed in my car in the trunk like a few years ago. I've been actively trying to basically get that set up right and also add a, a new set of speakers into the rear. Nice. And so anyway, because I've been doing all of this, I've been thinking about like electrical circuits and stuff a lot. And so uh -huh. electricity and like, like, you know, vibrations and waves and stuff have just been in my head. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there is a common current that we see because my wife was also saying that she thinks the way that Lizzo will get out of this is by losing the weight. There's something about the weight. It's like, like maybe what will lock you up will set you free. I, I mean, and that's kind of what Doja Cat did. Like she said, I don't care that you guys are trying to cancel me about the 4chan thing. Like canceling isn't real, basically. And she broke the spell of the cancel by not letting herself get canceled. Everyone gets canceled when they let themselves get canceled. I don't think mm -hmm. that either... Well, okay, maybe mm, Lizzo's a, a little bit more complicated, but I don't think that Doja Cat's thing would warrant a cancellation anyways. Like, I think it's like... I mean, they were like calling her a racist white ringer. I'm, I'm talking about the original one. The original thing they tried to get rid of her for, they were really playing it up. <laughs> I feel oh. like, I don't know, I don't want to, like, get too much into, like, the psyche of her, because I don't fucking know her, but, like, she is, like, a a black woman who is also Jewish, so I'm, like, I don't, if, 
that had any credence well, to it. Like, that's why they couldn't get rid of her. It's like <laughs> self-hatred. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Someone had to say it. I'm glad yeah. it was not. <laughs> For once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Lizzo, with Lizzo's thing, do you guys think that there actually warrants some criticism on her end? Because it sounds like, mm. to me, it's more like a a workplace issue at that point it's like more of like a an example of what it's like working in a space with a lack of hr but then also with like extremely high profile people too so it's like do you think that there was any justification for the complaints about it not even just from the people who are involved in the lawsuit but also a lot of people have come out since then with their own little tidbits to be like yeah she is a bitch and calls people fat and stuff, which also I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, but again, that only adds to the theory that like, she's trying to not work with the fat brand anymore. She's Mm. like, okay, I'll still keep the big girls as my troop. But you gotta be in shape. I don't know, because it just, like, makes her so much money now, you know? Like, she literally has, like, her own clothing line and, like, a huge part of the um, advertisement behind it is for it being like body positive and having like a huge range of sizes. So I don't know if like that would even be like a feasible thing for her to try to do to like escape the like body positivity Mm -hmm. movement Mm -hmm. or anything. I feel that. Not financially. I will, I think, okay, so Q from Thoughts and Prayers, shout out Q, like, has this whole other theory that she, like, the, the weight loss thing was about, like, she wanted to stay, like, the fattest dancer, and she was basically mad at right. them that they were losing, like, they, she wanted to make sure that she stood out, essentially. It's like, I have this theory. I think there's some, maybe more, that's like, a crazy theory. There could be truth to that. And I'll say this, this is, we'll, we'll go dark, okay. Jennifer Hudson had, I think that there's a Jennifer Hudson situation going on at play where once oh, upon a sure. time Jennifer Hudson had a very horrific tragedy happen to her and I, because I'm a crazy person, my first thought was I think something like sacrificial type thing happened and her career did flourish after I think she got an Academy Award. I don't know, she, I mean, it was after that happened. She definitely is a uh, establishment, you know, kind of figure now. It's a dark kind of cynical thing to say. People might get mad at me for saying it, but it, and I'm not saying it's 100% true. I'm just saying entertain it for a minute. Yeah. Maybe Lizzo like said, no, like I'm, I'm not, I don't know. She, I don't know. She's like, no, I have the power of James Madison's flute now. Like you can't stop me. And they're like, no, no, Lizzo. We, oh we control this op. You are not in control. And, like there's some kind of power struggle. I still feel like at the top, these celebrities are captives. I was talking about this with Lady Gaga recently. Like they become a corporation. That was a great a celebrity is an ink. They are an incorporation, and they have managers, and they have all these stakeholders who are mm. family, blurred lines between relationships. Everybody's leaning. Britney Spears, great example. All these people are willing to exploit you to the very fucking end to get the fucking paycheck. And yeah. so Lizzo, who does seem like a person who's not going to take bullshit, like I will say, like the allegations that she's a, a kind of like a not a nice person were hardly surprising, and maybe partly think that this is weaponized because I was like, this is just shit that was laying around that they kind of like kind of brought into a case or whatever but this is rock and roll business at the end of the day yeah, like what she yeah. was doing you're right it's a workplace issue but that's like the workplace in a lot of ways in like that industry so i, I think there's some kind of like struggle for some reason and she's uh yeah she's being hazed no absolutely and that's the, that was kind of my thought to kind of go off of that 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 train of thought is i've i've i was a grunt <laughs> but i've worked on the fringes of like the music industry um, and you know, you know, like my dad's involved in the music industry. 
he basically put me on. I worked for Live Nation for a little while. Um, okay. So I was a production runner. And in the time that I was a production runner, I basically saw what, you know, I mean, there's a reason why there's that, that kind of cliche of like, you know, if you make it in this business, you'll make it any, because you basically have to let people treat you like shit and just like smile and take it. Like that's how it works. And again, I was at the bottom, but oh, there is no protection yeah. because this is the glamorous line of work. Everyone who thinks even... they've got. It. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I, I was I just was saying. I was going to say that that. Oh. <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just going to say like that doesn't even. That isn't even just like specific to the entertainment industry. Like you kind of have to be okay with being treated like shit in any, like court, like in a lot of corporate industries too. Like in order no, but it's to especially that way. Oh, yeah? In the music okay. industry, it's especially that way. Like, because, I mean, most of this work is not, including the people who, like Lizzo, like, you've got to basically set it up with your contract to get shit like, you know, health insurance and stuff. Like, it's just not a traditional workplace, you know, because it's yeah. a thing that people mm -hmm. desire to get into. So the job I had was the kind of job, I basically was just an errand boy. I just ran errands for the tour, like whoever was in town. I was loaned out to them by Live Nation, basically. And so I just had to, like, just do whatever they wanted me to do. You have to let them talk to you any kind of way. You can't ask questions. And you're, like, running errands, so you have to, like, buy groceries and stuff. But if you bring the wrong thing, all hell breaks loose. Like, it, <laughs> yes. it's like, you know, it's cutthroat because this is, the, uh -huh. this is the place where everyone wants to be. So you have to just, like, get, go along to get along, basically. And so, like, I feel you. Like, you know... I, I'm, I'm a little separated from my total like anti-work kind of perspective, but I still think that like working conditions are really fucked up and you know all that kind of stuff. But I mean, working in the music industry or in entertainment, you just know and you come to expect it. So my take on the Lizzo dancers is they knew what they were getting themselves into by getting into the entertainment industry you know that you just kind of have to go along with things. And if you don't go along with it, then you just need to be firm about it because you are like, a, you're a part of her dance crew. And it's not that easy to find fat chicks that can like keep up the, the cardio to dance. <laughs> so it's not like you're that easily replaceable, you know? Like, I, that's my thing. And again, they were trying to make it out like Lizzo was like, I don't know, forcing people, like raping people or something. All she did was just say, cause you know, you know, this is how fat chicks just are. They love having a good time. <laughs> you know, Lizzo was just like, hey, girls, we're going out to the club tonight. We're about to have a killer time. Let's go out to the club. Because she, like, I watched her show, the big girl show. I watched it. It's, it's actually a really good show. I, I hated Lizzo before it. After watching the show, I did really like her. Still don't like the music that much, but I like her. I came out of it, and again, yeah, she's just the type of chick, like, she'll just be really ready to go, just ready to have a good time. I think she's got some bops. Uh -huh. I don't, like, listen to her actively, but I have, like, heard, especially when she, like, started really popping off, like, 2018, 2019, I was just like, hmm, you know? Uh -huh. There, There I, is a novelty to it. Yeah. No, for sure. She has a couple. I, I'm not a huge fan. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. listen, I guess. I feel, I love that 
Well, first of all, look at Madonna's movie, Truth or Dare, if you can find that. It's about her tour. The whole thing is like very, it's the antics that they get into like on the road. And I feel like it's kind of the uh, iconic thing. Everybody probably who's ever been a fucking backup dancer has probably seen this documentary. It was a big movie and it's there, it's, there, it's called Truth or Dare. They're being like, you know, raucous behind the scenes. It's heard a bunch of gay men, right? They also were in Amsterdam, I believe, in this inc incident with Lizzo. They're at like a sex club, so there's yeah. certain expectations maybe built in. Maybe don't go to this sex club. There's other complaints in it, whatever. But I don't know. I just love that I learned that like that man is a sound man, which is exciting, and a former music music person. I don't know. I worked uh, I was in concerts, let's just say front of house. Maybe a little bit, a little bit of a ticket master, you might say. So not in the, okay. not, but you see, you see the things because you're working with the promoters and you see uh, how it is for sure. Uh, yeah. So I, everything you described, I'll vouch for it. It's exactly what it's like. Yeah, <laughs> and like that's the thing is like, if you go out to the like you're, you're in Lizzo's troop, you're dancing for Lizzo. You know she's freaky. She was wearing the assless chaps out at the Lakers game in front of the kids. Like this is who Lizzo is. If I'm you not go saying on it Lizzo's was good, troop. but I will say that that was iconic because we still think about it. It was similar to like the um, <laughs> Janet Jackson nipple situation. Like, no, you, no, we he, still think about it. That wasn't her fault. <laughs> I'm not going to let you compare no, that her wasn't to Lizzo. Her fault. No, that wasn't her fault. I'm just saying like moments of like, anyways, go ahead. What were you saying? Well, I mean, that, that, that's basically all I was saying. Like, we know Lizzo is freaky. She's a freaky big girl. And she's cute. Like she like I'm not into big girls. You know, I'm I'm more she's of a pretty. petite guy myself. No, but she is. She is. Yeah. And and like again, so she Very just marketable. wants to go out. Right. And mm -hmm. so it's like, okay, well, if you're in my crew, we go out to the strip club, we eat the bananas from the vaginas. Like that's just what we do. That's how we roll. And so if you don't like if you don't if you're not with the program, why are you even dancing for me? You know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like also, I, yeah, I don't know. I should talk, we haven't talked about Elizabeth forever. I, I just kind yeah. of feel like yeah, she just, I don't know. She's like a prince acolyte, right? Her whole thing is sort of um, sexual, I guess. It's built into the thing. It's like pretty girls can be sexy. That is like the brand in a lot of ways. So I don't know. It is, it would be surprising to me that there would not be, I don't know, some expectation of it. Maybe she's a boss that's from hell, you know, or whatever. Maybe there was, it, there was a lot of weird things in this complaint, but I still maintain that's how every fucking person is in the industry. And so for it to be out now, it feels weaponized in some in some way for some reason that maybe will become clear, you know, over time. That that's always a fun thing to like watch. Yeah, well, I I don't know, but I heard, and this is my final thought on this. <laughs> I heard that there is some connection to Jonah Hill. I don't remember what the connection was, but it's like, you know, Jonah Hill made it right for Kanye. He, he, he fixed things up for Kanye and something, something, it was related to something with him and then Lizzo, I don't know. I'm just he's throwing gonna it out there. His, he's going to give her his Ozempic dealer's number, I think, is what's going to happen. <laughs> he's having his own yeah. problems, too. Everybody's like, I, well, that was, I do feel like 2023, the cancellation, the ban hammer is coming out full swing on everybody. Everybody's looking for something yeah. and I'm just like, <laughs> like that i also feel like all of this is just like these are major distractions yeah you mm. know but mm -hmm. that's why i like it because sometimes i do want to like uh forget about 
really serious, upsetting things. And that's why we're talking about music in this episode. Speaking of. <laughs> Sorry for ruining it for everybody by, like, constantly bringing it back to, like, the apocalypse. No, but, it's know, important to, it. like, acknowledge that kind of stuff, though. I just think, no, for well, sure. Okay, it's so fun so, to talk about, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So... Did you have any other scandals you wanted to get into before you get I'm into gonna have to keep. I'm going to have to keep, <laughs> like, like blurring my name out. <laughs> uh, no, Dad, it's okay. Like, okay. I, don't, I don't really care. Like, man. It's like the song, um, like, Jazz Man. Do you know that song by Carol King? It's like, uh, Jazz Man. You should, like, we're going to remix it into that man. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, it's a I, good I'm, one. Because you're the DJ. We we'll gotta get the DJ out. on that. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so sorry, Datman. Okay, Datman, <laughs> do you have any other music gossip you want to get into before I get into my big spicy potato? Well, it, now is this is this classic hip hop versus? Yes. Okay, I was actually about to seg into into like what you've got or segue. You know, every time I see people like when I hear segue, obviously I think about it being spelled the way it's not spelled and so i think of whatever anyway <laughs> so i, <don't> even... <laughs> I, I was going even... to try to toss that yeah. one to you so first of all and i can't believe that i forgot to do this at the top of the show happy 50th to hip-hop hip-hop is apparently 50 years old i guess this is like the ah! 50th anniversary of like that cool hurt party or whatever okay i was like so, what's the marker i was really curious yeah. <laughs> right. very interesting pin you have to be very specific i like it i'll do it. i approve <laughs> so that's apparently it and so happy birthday, happy birthday. Well, this is gonna happy be birthday. really relevant because this is an old ass man yeah this is an other like pretty old older dude yeah, but not yeah, an OG. but relatively, relatively speaking, not so much. Not an OG. <laughs> well, not an OG. okay, before I, I preface this, can I ask how, what you guys think about Eminem? In general. <laughs> he, I, I like Eminem's records a lot. Eminem's got some hits for sure. He's the, he's the postmodern Elvis, I guess, in a way. He's like, it's just, <laughs> he is, I don't know, he just... He is what he is, you know, and uh, I think That's he fell off. I'll say this. Very Eminem, accurate. Eminem fell off for yes. sure. And yes. I like miss the real. I feel like he may have been swapped out even. I've heard. I, I don't know. Okay. Random yeah, thought. I've but do that. you guys remember when he like was telling everybody that he fucked Mariah Carey and then she came out with Obsessed <laughs> and that song and that music yes. video? Yes. Slap, 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 slap. I love those so much. Oh my God. And she cosplayed as Eminem in yes. the video, yes. pretending yes. to stalk herself. Oh, that, they okay, were so I'm sorry. Good. That was oh, hard. So they but, definitely fucked, by the way. That's like just the evidence you need. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Obsessed. I love it. But it's like, yeah, great album, great record, great oh, video. <laughs> regardless of whether or not Eminem and Mariah Carey fucked, I'm just glad that this song came out of that. I'm, get, I'm just, I'm grateful. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> if, yeah. Regardless of whether or not they allegedly had interacted at all. But, okay, so... Wait, hold, wait, hold on. Recent... I, I want to say what I think about Eminem. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pop, yeah. Dad so, man. man. I just did it now, too. It's happening. Okay. It's, it's totally, it's not the big... But, so, <laughs> Eminem. Market. I mean, like you guys have said, solid, solid catalog. Definitely mm -hmm. a legend. He's cemented. He's he's been approved. He's gotten sealed. Mm 
but everything after Encore has been awful. It's been like the worst music I've ever heard in my life. What even was that? That was 2005. Okay, yeah. His music has sucked since 2005. I think that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, like that's almost 20 years. That's how long his music has sucked. I do not fuck with Eminem. I think it's unfortunate. You know, white boys need something. White boys need something, and I feel for them because, like, this is their guy. No, everyone, like, Eminem's had people who try to take the throne. You know, Machine Gun mm-hmm. Kelly famously tried mm. to take the throne. Oh, my God. And yeah. I, I like Don't... Machine Gun Kelly. I do, too. I kind of yeah. do, too. Why? Yeah. He's so embarrassing. <laughs> Have you heard? I mean, it's like the one big song this he did. Um, contemporary stuff. I'm talking about like his yeah. recent. Yeah, no. I like no, I like rock and roll. Yeah, it's so good. I Take like his. Song. I love it. I, I really like his song that he did on Avril Lavigne's album, uh, "Boys Live." That's hard. Check that out. I don't know. Oh yeah. That's, okay. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. I, I know Avril, I will. Avril <laughs> and Tyga together has been like one of the most bamboozling. All Wait, of they're these like in a relationship. Couples, Tyga. Tyga and yeah. Avril Lavigne. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, um, Khalees and Bill Murray also that was together. Weird. All of the 2023. That's it just keeps wild. I think I did me. that. I met Khalees once. She was really nice. <gasps> she was oh not like she was not rude. She was very very sweet actually. But like because uh, the allegations I, I, about her marriage with Nas do not uh, give you that indication. <laughs> I, we should not go into that. I have controversial opinions. So like we'll just leave that one on the table. It's hard for me. It's hard to see mom and dad fight. Let's just put yeah, it that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes maybe interrupted you. We were talking about what she's like. Sorry. Oh no, she she was nice. I I know. I, I wait. She but she married Bill. Wait, she's with Bill Murray. I'm. Just They're astounded. dating. What? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I just feel like this whole year has been giving me such whiplash with like pop culture drama, mm. gossip kind of shit. It's been like a very mm. spicy year so far. I don't think I'm okay with it. To be fair, I want to establish mm. that. I'm very. I'm like they'll get. Give me more. I love it. I love to eat it all up. But um, what were you talking about? Not Khalees. Not. We were talking about Eminem. Two legends. The battle of of the the Mount Rushmore (laughs) legends. I'm glad that you all value Eminem to a degree. I came into him very late. To be fair. (laughs) <laughs> the first time I listened to him was in like 2006, 2007, because I was like in elementary school, and I was like, it was like his newer shit, and I was like, this is dog shit. Like even as a kid, I was like, I don't like it. And to this day, I still hold it in my heart of hearts that I, I, I he has made, he has established himself as an artist. He is a rapper that exists. And I just think that he's corny. And I don't think that, like, if I look, go back to his 90s stuff, like, late 90s, early 2000s stuff, like, I like it more. Like, I think it's definitely better (laughs) Um, just in all aspects. But I also think that his beats are dog shit. I don't know who's been doing, like, the production for his songs, but I feel like every beat that I've, like... If you're going to be like, I'm a fast talker and I rap at you hard, can you do it over a listenable beat, please? For like real, that's all I'm real. saying. But, well, but that—that's the curse of being like, uh, like they call them like lyrical miracle rappers. Is like they don't know how to choose beats. 
they always suffer yeah. from not choosing. I mean, like, like Nas yeah. gets this criticism. Yeah. I, you know, I used to be a big fan of Cannabis, and he was like this. Like, his beats sucked. His beats were awful, but he's, like, one Long of the, the best, like, wordplay rappers he I've ever heard. He was a famously good rapper with horrible beats. It's yeah. Good, I forgot about Cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, they're even, like, really good artists where it's, like, there are albums that they have where the production is, like, Mwah. like. Freddie Gibbs, for example, like when Mad Lib is involved, like Pinata, like it was really fucking good. But his album right before that, I think it was called Babyface Killer. I can't not remember for the life of me, but I remember hearing that in high school and being like, not as good to me. I gotta disagree with you. Gibbs's production, like he gets some good ones. I don't think it was that, bad. That I'm album just saying, like, I I think it's a a testament to just how important it is that. Like, you can be bad or good, but if, like, the production behind... That really does play a huge role oh, in yeah. just the overall <laughs> um, value of the song, I guess. But regardless, Eminem beat dog shit. Anyways, I know that people love him. I personally do not. I just think he's corny, and that it's not because he's white, despite his... Uh, his claims because this is what triggered this drama. So, Melly Mel, we all know. No, yeah. Lines. I mean, this is like, yeah. Sorry, yeah, it was like, a little bit of a flash. I was like putting together Freddie Gibbs still, and now we're like, sorry, I the, was like, <laughs> the basics. No, the basics, the basics for sure. Melly Mel has been, he is like a. like literal like pioneer of hip-hop like og what was the name of it It was like grand uh grandmaster flash right and like uh white lines yeah fury five Five. yep so he's i mean he's like the first actually good rapper like like on a a record the first Mm -hmm. good recorded rapper (laughs) like he is he is important and he is valuable and we love and cherish and we should because like if not for him who knows where we would be now musically in that regard. But that being said, his diss track that he just dropped like a few days ago on Eminem literally sounds like it came from when he started. Like he sounds like he's doing like an LL Cool J cosplay from like the 80s. It's really bad. Eminem is a white ass boy. It's I gotta so tell you how I play with him like a toy. <laughs> like really, that type of shit. It's unfortunate because that is actually better, exactly what it sounded like. That literally is what it sounded like. I am gonna play it in just a moment, but to give you a little bit more context, like, I don't. Okay, so he basically was just like saying Eminem is like. I think it was rooted in an article coming out with like the top rappers ever or something. And he was just like, the only reason that Eminem is in the top five is because he's white. And so Eminem retorts by saying, the only reason that I'm not number one is because I'm white, which I will say that's dog shit. The only reason that you are in the top five is because you're white. Because imagine if he wasn't and think about whether or not he would be as popular as he is now. And we're talking about Melly Mel. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, he wouldn't have so, even been there. Like, they wouldn't have let him... He couldn't rap in 1980 <laughs> if he was white. <laughs> no, I mean, like... Well, 
You know what I mean. He's talking no, about like yeah. within the yeah contemporary context of like greatest of all time type shit. Like I do, I will say I do not think that Eminem would be ranked as highly had he not been white. Like, and that's not because uh, of like. Mm-hmm. No, well, it is because of the novelty of it and also his mm-hmm. fan base. Like, please give me your opinions on that. <laughs> I feel like his it's almost impossible to be objective about his whiteness because it's baked into it's the product. That is who he is. Lizzo's fatness is to Eminem's whiteness. Like, it's really that's hard true. to be like, what is it without? Because, of course, he would not be high ranking, but that's what it, that's in. That's the whole thing. It's, I, will I don't say, think it's inherently bad. But I, Eminem did have credit. I, since you guys are kids, I'll tell you, Grandpa Pool House will pull you around and tell you about the days. So when Eminem first came up, he was on Rockus Records, which is a pretty like uh, it was a very uh, underground hip hop, like the kind of intellectually side of maybe hip hop a little bit. Maybe they come with the backpack type people, people who took it very seriously, loved Rockus Records, and like I remember hearing the mixtape and hit, there's a record called Any Man that Eminem does. It's a really it's a classic Eminem. It's really funny. It's pretty obscure. People don't like know it. It's hilarious. And uh, like he, he did have, he was white, so it's baked into the thing, right? He, it's hard to say would they have still, would he even gone that far? Because it's a little bit shocking because he was talented. So it's like that whole thing's working kind of for him and against him. So it's hard to say. But I, is he really, the real question is, is he a top five rapper regardless? You know, and I don't think so. I don't think he's a top five, maybe top 10. Just because like, the market and appeal is important, but I don't think he's a top five rapper. I do think he has had like a huge impact and I think he has influenced other people who are also against mumble rap and SoundCloud rap to uh, speak their all, their voices as well about how other types of rapper dog shit in comparison. <laughs> but I mean like regardless I do like I he has his place like he is a he is a person who's elevated himself to the point where people will talk about him decades later, you know. Yeah. He's never going to go away. Now, let's hear this diss track. Okay. Wait. Can we pause really, really quick? And yeah. Then... Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Okay, okay, I'll be back in like a second. All right, sounds good. I kind of want to keep talking about that. cycle squads um anyways i okay so i'm gonna screen share i'll show you guys the amazing beautiful iconic melly mel it's one minute so we i'll just play it through really quick no apologies, this ain't a disclaimer I'm the king of legend, the first hall of famer Making this tracks, I know you with that Now everybody get ready for the kickback Why you hurt, why you mad, now you look bad Like a roach just crawled out of your book bag In a pack clash, you black clad Go to bed with no supper, cause you gotta suffer the backlash Top five is cap, you the piss just on the floor In the elevator of rap Why you ducking on the game with the shit on my name Why they put Pee Wee Herman in the hall of fame I would give you a pound, but I break your hand I got the lawyer so white, he will take your land Yo, check your man, come and look at your brand Cause I think that Eminem is popping pills again We call him Pill Clinton or either Pill Gates But Pill did only take to make him hate the great Think you are, but you ain't, still you made a mistake Hit him, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight I'ma give it back 
fans one more chance to go Ooh. online and re-energize that romance. After that, say your last goodbye. Cut before I put Matthew's lights out, I'm turning up his fucking Wi-Fi. Another little kid, don't hate the greats. More oh, white chalk, more yellow tape. <laughs> who that, who that? <laughs> All right. Banger. My two <laughs> things are one, him calling Eminem a little kid. Very funny. Second of all, the pill, the pill Clinton, pill Gates bar is actually the only bar that I'm like, that's pretty funny. I like that. <laughs> well, I would just like to tell Mr. Mel that Eminem has not been on pills since, uh, was it relapse? Um, Oh. Did he actually relapse, or was he saying, like, I'm coming back in the game, I relapsed on the game? I think the latter. <laughs> I think okay, that was okay. the latter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never believe celebrities when they say they're clean, so I don't, I don't actually know the answer That's to that fair. question, but Good point. officially, you're right. I think about 2009 so or something. This, I think that this, dis, this, whole, this whole issue, I don't think would be getting as much attention, at least in my circles, as it is if it weren't for the fact that his diss track is so dog shit and so like <laughs> AARP vibes, you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> really shots fired. <laughs> his old ass. <laughs> it's really sad. It's frustrating. Like I even saw Fat Joe made a video about it. He came yeah, out of the woodworks. Yeah, Fat Joe just came out and he was like, Melly Mel, why? Like, we love you. Stop. And he was even acknowledging the fact he was like, Eminem is the type of person who has a, like a huge amount of respect for like pioneers of hip hop like Melly yeah. Mel. So it's not like he's not, like shitting yeah. on Melly Mel or anything. So it's like, yeah. there's just so much that's confusing about this. Like he turned it into something that it wasn't. And also did it very poorly. <laughs> the execution is antiquated. I mean, what did you expect from a guy who hasn't rapped since the 80s? I mean, I didn't expect him to even do a diss track to begin with, because why? Like, why? <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was good. I'm pro all of it. I think he killed it. Okay, first of all, I heard him say backlash. Shout out Melly Mel. I feel you. I see you. And I feel like he... I don't know. Okay, maybe I was expecting... I had really low expectations maybe coming in. So I thought the beat was actually more modern. It sounded kind of industrial a little bit to me. So I was like feeling the hardness. And I kind of like that he just inserted himself into this feud for nothing and created all this beat out of nowhere. He's playing the Pool House playbook. He gets it. He knows what's up. I'm pro this record. Keep talking about it. Hype it. And Big Pun getting himself involved is exactly his. I also, I'm not Big Pun. RIP Big Pun. That's what I was thinking when you said Fat Joe. Because, like, Fat Joe is a ripoff. Big Pun. That's Fat Joe just putting himself in there. That's like all part. It's like the formula. This is great. I hope there's another diss track. I hope this goes on forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play a sound real quick. That's from Melly Mel. I don't feel that he deserves it, but Pool House, I did that on your behalf. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I heard the sound. I did not Damn. hear the sound. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was the of silence. It was an air horn. I, I, I've got to figure <laughs> out how this program I mean, crickets, or <laughs> crickets would also be applicable in my book because that was, oh, man. I'll put there it was, in a post. <laughs> I love it. Put it in a fix still, in post. There is no, okay, to me, there's like no expectation for him to meet because I don't feel like he needs to meet any expectation at this point. 
in a weird okay i don't mean this to be like a joke about how old he is but he is like a historical <laughs> figure at this point he is though like he come on now like you could say the same student. about a lot of yeah in that vein like he is somebody who has had such a huge impact on mm-hmm. music that he is he is a legacy you know he has a legacy yeah. and for him to do this it's just so random and out of pocket and um it's fun i think it's fun i'm not like offended by it i'm just very confused and startled befuddled that's fair maybe melly mel's on pills that's kind of (laughs) i'm going to create my own allegation i think that he definitely is doing something to be pumped like as ripped as he is at his old age. Oh, he's on the adrenochrome. <laughs> oh my god, he's on trend. He's on some kind of steroids. Okay, this is all making sense. I think you're onto something. Okay. He's doing <laughs> the song. beat was hard. It had like testosterone, steroid rage to the kind of the, like the, the hardness of the record. I get it. There's something about someone saying the words "book bag" in a bar that just like makes me not want to listen to anything else that you've ever done. Though I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, it's on his mind because he's like maybe a, a dad, maybe a granddad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Love you, Melly. Somebody dropped me on my head, and I'm for sure that my mother did it, but the bitch won't admit it was her. I slit her stomach open with a scalpel when she was six months and said, I'm ready now, bitch. Ain't you feeling these kicks, cunt? The world ain't ready for me yet, I can tell. I'll probably have a cell next to the furnace in hell. I'm sick of this sperm cells with syphilis germs, and I'm hotter than my dick is when I piss and it burns. I kick you in the tummy until you're sick to your stomach and vomit so much blood that your clothes stick to you from it. Hit you in the head with a brick till you plummet. If y'all don't like me, you can suck my dick till you numb it. And all that gibberish you was spitting, you need to kill it. Cause your style is like dying in my sleep, I don't feel it. Cause any man who would jump in front of a minivan for 20 grand, a bottle with pain pills and a minivan, it's fucking crazy. You hear me? Huh? It's fucking crazy. Hello? Hi. Cause any man who would jump in front of a minivan for 20 grand, a bottle with pain pills and a minivan, it's fucking crazy. You hear me? It's fucking crazy. I'm ice willing you, staring you down with a grim and grim. I'm Eminem, you're a fag in the women's gym. I'm slim. The shady is really a fake alias to save me with in case I get chased by space aliens. A brainiac with a cranium pack full of more uranium than the main.